You are listening to the Anfield Humidor Podcast. My name's Brian, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host sitting right next to me, an empty chair. Was it a good show, empty chair? Was it? Was it a good show? Hmm. Sadly, today we are missing my co-host Andrew due to a dental emergency. And uh, there is no way he can talk through this. <laughs> and trust me, I've seen him. He looks like he's been punched in the face by good old Virgil. But uh, he did. He did. Um, he did go with me to uh, Carragher's in New York City on Saturday to watch the Liverpool game. So he stuck it out for that. And man, was he in pain! But he stuck it out like a man. And we watched the game, and it was a lot of fun. But hey, we hope he gets better, feel better soon, Andrew. Um, but we still have a show for you today. I said a show. I didn't say a good show. I said a show. <laughs> No, I'm only kidding. It was a good show. Uh, we have a good show for you today. We did our usual top three, worst three. We did our poetry. And by we, I mean me and my empty chair. And uh, <laughs> um, now, if you're a first-time listener, the poetry, I actually we actually write poems about Liverpool, and they're typically pretty amusing. We got our real fake news, and uh, we also talk about this win against Sheffield United, 1-0. Three points, baby. That is nothing to sneeze about. I think I said the phrase nothing to sneeze about about 50 times in this episode. So count how many times I said it. <laughs> it was it was quite a lot. Um, and hey, if you, uh, if you listen to this podcast, please like and subscribe on the podcast or on the platform you listen to. And any comments you make on any platform will most likely be read, even if it's a negative comment, as you will see in this episode. <laughs> so please enjoy. Hello, everybody. Well, I'm sitting here by myself, by my lonesome. I'm sitting next to a, an empty chair. I'm drinking Woodford Reserve bourbon on ice all by myself, which is fun sometimes. <laughs> sometimes it's fun, but hey, I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss my boy, Andrew. going to miss him. He's uh, currently out right now because... He had some emergency dental work to be done, which sounds like a real fun time. <laughs> Last time I saw him, it looked like he's he had been punched in the face. So, uh, you know, hopefully he's doing okay, and he will be back for our uh, discussion on the Wednesday game against Salzburg, the Champions League game. But uh, hey, we're gonna we're gonna push forward, and we're gonna do this podcast without him. And uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. So, yeah, we, we just beat Sheffield United 1-0 in their stadium. Nothing to sneeze about. 16th straight win in the Premier League. Uh, so another thing not to sneeze about. A lot of things you shouldn't sneeze about today. <laughs> uh, we'll chat about that in a second. But as usual, we have our poetry today. We got top three, worst three. We got a shout out. We got a lot of stuff. But uh, first, as usual, let's get into our real fake news. In this segment, if you are a new listener, uh, I'm going to read a few Liverpool FC news titles or news headlines. Some of them are going to be real. Some of them are going to be fake. And that's up to you to decide. It's not very obvious. It's pretty obvious, but it's not very obvious. Okay, here we go. Virgil van Dijk insists Liverpool remain focused on an ongoing short-term goal of winning their next game, not the bigger picture of the Premier League title race. And he says, quote, 
It's the media who love, loves statistics, said the center back. The reality is we have nothing at the moment. We want to continue to do well, and there's still plenty of room for improvement. Divock Origi's hair has sold for a whopping one million pounds on eBay. Origi said, quote, John Joe Shelby offered me 700000 for it, but I knew I can get more on eBay. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Very interesting. Allison Becker is set to resume full training after Saturday's match against Sheffield United. Jurgen said, quote, It looks like maybe he can train with the team from Saturday on. We don't know 100%, but he's really close. Um, yeah, I mean, I hope that's a true, I hope that's a true headline right there because, I don't know, I keep hearing Jurgen saying, he's very close, he's very close, very close. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm ready for him to be back. Hey, but Adrian has been darn good, so I am not going to complain. And for our last news headline here, Liverpool are under negotiations for American goalkeeper Harris Woolikin. He would be the first woman who has transitioned into a man to play in the Premier League. The club said they would be delighted for him to join Liverpool and don't believe his missing index finger will affect his performance. Hmm. You got you to think about that one. That one's deep. That's a deep joke right there. <laughs> oh, I would have had Andrew going good with that one. <laughs> okay. All right. I digress. Um, yeah, and my top three, my top three for today, which normally is given to me by Andrew, but I had to make it up myself today. So my top three is going to be the top three bars that I like to watch a Liverpool game at. So it's going to be my top three. Um, and it's just going to be bars that are around me. So, you know, no bars in Anfield, nothing like that. Because if I can... Because if I can pick, not Anfield, in uh, Liverpool. If I could pick Liverpool, that would definitely be in the options. But I'm just going to pick bars around me. All right. And, uh, yeah, that's that takes care of all of the paperwork. All the paperwork is done. And now we can get into the meat of this game. Sheffield United, 1-0. I tell you what. It is games like that that make you win the Premier League. Because... Uh, previous Liverpool sides, I'm talking, you know, two, three, four years ago, a game like that, man, I don't think we would have won. As scrappy as it looked, just like, um, just like our defense in uh, against Chelsea last week. Excuse me. Uh, our defense in the second half against Chelsea last week looked scrappy, but again, it was very good. You know, there's nothing. You can't say too many bad things about that game. It was a hard game. Sheffield really, they were, they were not easy. And apparently they're never easy uh, if teams go to Sheffield. Apparently it's not an easy stadium to go to. But man, we grinded out that win. Once again, we grinded out a win. We grinded out a win against Chelsea. Um, and, you know, that Chelsea game, it was, I thought this before the game, and I forgot to mention it in the last podcast, but that Chelsea game was a very important game to win. Um, we were going, we went to Chelsea, went to Stanford Bridge after a Napoli loss and, you know, spirits are theoretically down going to that game. So had we lost at Chelsea, a draw, we probably would have been okay, but had we lost at Chelsea, I don't know. It would have put the whole, the whole season would have been on a downer. (laughs) I don't, I mean, we still would be, we still would be number one, but 
I don't know. It was, in my mind, it was extremely important that we beat Chelsea that day. And the second we went up 2-0, I knew we were going to win. I had no doubts in my mind we weren't going to win. Just how resilient this side is, even when we conceded a goal and, again, the second half was scrappy, uh, I just had no doubts. The second we were up 2-0, I had no doubts we weren't going to win. And, hey, guess what? We got the win. And, against Sheffield United, we also got the win. You may call it luck. It was Some of it was definitely down to luck. Uh, but you need to be lucky to win the Premier League. You need to be lucky to win, uh, to win anything, really. you got to be resilient. you got to work hard. And you need a little bit of luck on your side. And, uh, hey, that's what we had against Sheffield, against Chelsea. <laughs> against a lot of teams, really. But, no, we were definitely showing our resilience for sure. Um, but, yeah, they, I tell you what, Sheffield was not an easy game. I felt like so much of that game... We were playing on our side of the field. Like, not, not that Sheffield had the ball on our side of the field, but, you know, we, we passed the ball back and forth between Virgil, Matip, Arnold, Robertson. Um, it, was, it was a lot of patience. Our side needed a lot of patience for that game. And even as we went, we went up 1-0, we kind of slowed it down, say, hey, you know what? Maybe we should just take this win 1-0 and not, uh, not try to go for it you know, be a little conservative with this game. And we definitely did that. But yeah, that was, uh, it was just uh, crazy how Sheffield defended that. There was really no space. You know, there, I mean, obviously we, our attacking was not, we weren't playing our best for sure. Uh, but some of that's down to us, some of that's down to Sheffield, how they were defending. But a combination of Liverpool not attacking their best. We definitely defended. We definitely defended well. But considering our attacking wasn't there, um, and Sheffield were playing so well, it was uh, it was crazy. It w- the way Sheffield plays, how narrow the field was. They were closing our f- our full. They were closing Trent. They were closing Robertson down pretty quickly, as well as just not leaving much space in the field. So, you know, I don't know when a team does that to you. What are you supposed to do? And I think what Liverpool did was very mature and very smart how they kept their patience. You know, um, they tried not to rush certain things. And at times when they did, it didn't work out. And then Sheffield were on the counter. And I tell you what, Sheffield on the counter, man, it was dangerous. They didn't have the finishing quality. Uh, You know, give Sheffield a couple... High high quality strikers. I'm not, I'm not saying the guy, their strikers are not high quality, but I'm just saying give them first class strikers, and that the scoreline of that game would be would definitely be different. And again, to Liverpool's credit, we missed a lot of our chances. I think Mane, right? Let me read here. I wrote it down. Mane hit the post. Yeah, Mane hit the post, and I mean, geez, that that was. I don't. We all expected that. All of us sitting at the bars. Sitting at home watching it on TV, maybe you know whoever uh, went to Sheffield to watch that game, we all expected that ball to go in the net. I mean, they were just like they were just playing around with it in the 18, and then Mane had a completely open goal, a goalie who didn't know what to do, <laughs> and he goes and hits the post. Ah, oh. oh, it's a darn shame. Oh, this Woodford is good. Woo, very very good. Uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was a chance that we definitely screwed up. 
Uh, Mane again. He had that long ball over the top. I forget who it was from. I assume Matip or potentially Virgil. He had that long ball over the top, and man, he just completely whiffed that ball. <laughs> you know, you, again, it's something you just don't expect Manny to do. And hey, people make mistakes. You know, it happens in football, soccer, whatever you call the game. Um, so we made those mistakes. Sheffield made offensive mistakes, and we went away with the win. All right, wasn't the greatest goal. It was definitely. We definitely got that goal off a mistake from the Sheffield keeper. But, um, again, that's nothing nothing too wrong with that. You know, um, I mean, Wijnaldum, he cracked that ball. That was uh, that took some technique and skill uh, to to hit that solidly. He hit it solidly, solidly. The Sheffield defense was a little bit in the goalie's way, but, I mean, come on. It, it comes down to the goalkeeping error for sure, and I'm sure... Uh, the Sheffield goalie was not happy with himself. But to credit to him as well, he didn't let it bother him. I think it was I think it was after that that uh man was it Mane or Salah? I forget who got the strike off, but uh there was a strike he had to he had to deal with. Oh, oh, oh Salah. Salah's yeah, well that's the other thing. Salah, you totally expected Salah to score with his with his biggest chance of the game. And the goalie made a great save, and I believe that came after the goalie made the mistake. So the goalie showed a little bit of maturity, didn't get too down on himself, which, you know, I hate to see. I hate to see when goalies get down down on themselves for making mistakes because, hey, guess what? We're all human. We all make stupid mistakes. You know, I mean, let's, uh, we can't all forget about Carius. Oh, my goodness. I felt, I tell you what, right after that uh, Champions League final two years ago, man, I felt so bad for Carius. I know I'm sure so many people hated him. I mean, I've only been a Liverpool fan for however long, seven, eight years, however long it's been. So I don't have the heartache of waiting since Istanbul to win the, to win the Champions League. So it's a, I don't have as much riding on it, I feel, as certain people. But that right away, when we lost that game, my heart went right out to Carius. I mean... I felt so bad for him. I, I, when people make mistakes like that, and the whole entire stadium is mad at him, <laughs> you know? And then when he went around just with tears in his eyes, apologizing. To, I mean, it was it was mature for him to do that. But, uh, yeah, you know, and again, the Sheffield goalie, I definitely felt bad for him. But, all that being said, I'm so happy Liverpool went away with three points. This is where some of that luck comes in. We could have easily gone away with that game with one point. Same with Chelsea. We could have gone away. We could have gone away at Chelsea with only one point, and we came away with we came away with six points from two of those games where it could have it could have gone either way. I think Liverpool was the better side against Sheffield, but hey, a couple of those a couple of those counterattacks, you know, could have gone in. Um, but I think overall, Liverpool they really defended well. I mean, I forget who got. I think. Did Matt Tip get the man of the match? I forget who got the man of the match that game. Um, but geez, Van Dyke is good. <laughs> oh my goodness, he just—I uh, want to say he's under. He's obviously not underrated. But man, he just does. He makes it look so easy, so easy, you know. Um, and Matt Tip, man, he is good as well. Matt Tip is having such a season. You know, the tail end of last season. Such a great season, and coming into this season, man, he is holding strong. 
I'm so I'm so happy with our back four right now. And the fact that we have Gomez as backup, um, I mean that's so that's so crazy. We have a player like Gomez who we know can do great things. You know, and Lovren as well. But I mean, Gomez is a young kid. You know, he he worked really well with Van Dyke before uh, his injury. And um, he'll definitely, he's definitely going to have a place on this team in this for this rest of this season because we don't know what's going to happen with injuries. I mean, oh, God forbid. God forbid Virgil gets injured. Oh, my goodness. It would be a tragedy, people. A tragedy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think... What do you think? You think you think Van Dyke getting injured would probably be the worst thing for this side? I mean, come on, definitely. And then get hey, guess what the second worst thing for this side would be? Allison getting injured. <laughs> you know, we got a little backup on um we got a little backup on our strikers. We got Origi. Um we definitely have midfield backup. We have quite the choice in midfield. But Van Dyke, if Van Dyke, I think if Van Dyke got injured, he, that would be that could potentially ruin the ch- the title chance. I mean, definitely ruin the title chance unless Matip's you know stepped up, took his place, and then uh, you know Gomez took his place, but Matip kind of ran things. I could see that working out really well. But the things Virgil does, it's it's absolutely insane. I say it every week. It's completely insane what he does. His anticipation is just it's it's maddening. It's crazy. I mean, people who play against him must get so friggin' frustrated. <laughs> so frustrated. His positioning. Like, I can imagine if I was a forward and, you know, Van Dyke was defending me. And let's say I'm, I'm one of those forwards who I'm trying to break the defensive line with, like, a through ball or an over-the-top ball. If I'm up against Van Dyke, I'd I'd just call it a day. I'd say no, 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 no. That's not the route we're gonna take. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the route around Van Dyke. <laughs> I'm definitely not gonna try to beat Van Dyke positionally. I mean, he's so incredible, completely incredible, um, and he gets the he gets the uh, recognition he deserves. <laughs> he, he does. I don't need to say he's incredible. Everyone says he's incredible. Even even non Liverpool fans admire him which is awesome but uh yeah so it was uh you know again hey came away with those three points that's uh nothing to sneeze about um we we keep our heads up high being five points ahead in the premier league uh, i saw a funny uh a funny quote by jurgen saying something along the lines of you know he he was he was talking about man city's 8-0 win and he goes 1-0 eight times in a row is better than eight nil one time. And obviously that's true, but it was just a funny statement like, all right, yeah, you won eight nil. You're down five points, baby. <laughs> you know, I mean, hey, I've seen us give up big leads, but um, this side, it's a different side. Now, we, we talk about last season. We had a lot of draws last season. So I guess that's what we need to be careful of uh, are the draws, obviously, because... Man City overall is a better attacking side. So, yeah, they're going to have the higher scoring games. But I would definitely say Liverpool are the better defensive side. So, theoretically, our our score lines are going to be tighter than City's. But City's going to have losses, as they already have. You know, they've already had a loss. Um, one loss, a draw, two draws? I forget. 
but they are yeah they've already messed up they've already dropped points you know dropped five points so you know that's uh that's crazy and we are five points ahead with this defense as long as man as long as we keep our our keep away from injury <laughs> man we got a good we got a great friggin' chance to win the league and oh boy if we win this league Man, Champions League last year, Premier League this year. Oh boy, I will be so friggin' happy. So happy. Oh man, what else do I have to say about this game? Anything else? Let's see what else I have written down. We got that. Sheffield's display, yeah. Oh man. It was funny what um, what Sheffield's manager said after the game. I tell you what, if you, were, if you are a Sheffield's fan right now, it must be so exciting. Number one, the atmosphere was crazy. The atmosphere at, at Sheffield Stadium, the the fans, man, they were going hard back in their team, and I love to see it. I'd love to see it, even even against you know even the opposition. I love to see them go hard, cheering and chanting. That's awesome. But they're a newly promoted side, and obviously they're promoted for a reason. They're promoted because, from what I could see watching them play against us. Their defensive capabilities, their no, not defensive capabilities. It's more their their uh, lack, uh, not lack of focus. Their focus. They didn't drop their focus the whole game. And when you are on the defense most of a game, that takes so much focus, so much more than all right. You look at a team like Barca, a very um, possession-minded team. And then you look at a team like Atletico Madrid, a very defensive-minded team. And let's say the two of them clash. In my opinion, and I think in you know in the general knowledge here, is that if you are on the defense against Barcelona, that takes more mental power than it does for Barcelona to keep their possession. For them to keep their possession is much easier mentally and physically than it is for Atletico Madrid to follow that ball and, and keep their shape. And Sheffield did it with almost zero problems. I mean, their goalie made a mistake. If their, their goalie hadn't made a mistake, they would have went away with a draw against the champions of Europe. And obviously, that they, they would have been thrilled with that. Liverpool, us, not so thrilled with that. But what their manager said at the end of that game in the, post, in the, uh, the uh, post-match press conference, he was kind of tough on the team. I mean, he was, he was kind of calling it, calling it like it is. And he was saying stuff like, all right, it's a we're a newly promoted side. If if we want to if we want to not just play around in the bottom of the table and we want to really get up into the middle of the Premier League table and and be a contending Premier League team, we have to we got to put our chances away. And that's what he said. He said nothing about the goalie mistake. Nothing. And he was like we, we our strikers, we got to put the ball in the net. We have to take our chances. And man, that was uh, that was tough. I mean, I'm sure he's so proud of his team, but uh, for him to <laughs> for him to say that, I don't know. I would see most managers in the post match interviews saying, "Hey, thrilled with our team. It's we're unlucky, and but I'm thrilled." And he did not say any of that. So man, if I was a Sheffield United fan, I would be real happy with that manager. He is not. He's not gonna just be happy with mediocre. He wants to. He wants to go for it. And whether or not he gets that chance, because obviously he only has so much money to deal with, and he's got the strikers he's got, uh, you know. So, but yeah, Sheffield, gotta keep your heads up high, Sheffield. I'm glad we, I'm glad we beat you. <laughs> 
I'm very glad we beat you, but you got to keep your heads up high because that was an impressive performance. And uh, I can't wait to see City head to your stadium. That's going to be a very interesting game to watch. I can't wait to see Man U head to your stadium and you mop the floor with them. <laughs> I, can't, I cannot see Man U doing well against you. <laughs> they, they're just such crap. Such, such crap. Oh, boy. Yeah, so that was a great game. I'm very happy we came away with all those points, all those three points. And we look to Wednesday. We go to Salzburg. And you know what? I forget what our next Premier League game is. I I would wish I could look it up on my freaking phone. Let's see. Liverpool schedule. In my studio, I do not have Wi-Fi yet. It's coming. Wi-Fi is coming but I just don't have it yet. Yeah, it's not working. It is not working. But whatever. We got Salzburg on Wednesday. We look to that. We'll post a uh, podcast uh, probably very shortly after that game. Maybe Wednesday night or Thursday night we'll do it. But uh, yeah, let's move on. I got a couple comments to read. (laughs) I got a couple. couple. Oh, this is funny stuff, people. All right. So, you know, we, uh, we like to read comments from people. And so far, the comments we've read on this podcast have all been good. As I take a swig of my Woodford Woodford Reserve. Uh, before I get into this comments, if you like bourbon or whiskey, things like that, Woodford Reserve, an excellent bourbon to have, like maybe, maybe with one ice cube. If you're one of those purists who can't put ice and stuff, well, screw you. But <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. I agree with you on many whiskeys like Talisker. I got a, I got a Talisker sitting right here next to me. The, uh, the distiller's edition. Never would put ice in that. But a bourbon, you know, you throw one ice cube in a bourbon, as Andrew taught me. Absolutely awesome. So if you like bourbon, go for the Woodford Reserve. Give that a shot. There's also, Woodford also makes the Woodford Reserve Double Oaked, I think it's called. And it's considerably more expensive. Not worth the extra money. It's really, really good. It's definitely better. But not worth the extra money, in my opinion. I think I got... I got a, re- a big boy, like a 1.5 liter, or was it a 1.75 liter? And I got it on sale for like 60-something bucks. So that's a pretty good deal for this high-quality bourbon, I must say. Okay, I'm sorry for that little little side note there. And if you're not interested in that, then just, you know, just, just mute it until I talk about other stuff. Or just turn it off. <laughs> no, don't turn it off. Don't turn it off. We want the audience retention. Oh boy, we won it 1-0. We won it 1-0. At Sheffield United, we won it 1-0. Man, I'm excited about that. Okay. You know, it's not the same chanting without Andrew here. It's just not the same. I'm chanting by myself in my studio slash garage. (laughs) That's okay. Still a good time though. All right, back to the back to the Instagram comments here. All right, so this is pretty funny. So, like I was saying, we normally uh, the the few comments we've read in the past have been good. Now I'm gonna read you some bad ones <laughs> because because they made me laugh. And uh, hey, you know I like a little criticism. All right, this first one is from Sleepy Jones, and this is from Instagram, Sleepy Jones, and their quote in quotes: "How is this funny, by the way?" <laughs> Oh, that was good. And this next one is by underscore Jesse 
Phillips. Phillips. And his comment is, not funny because it's American people talking. <laughs> also a good one. And then the next one is by Dan96.B. And he says, affectionately, he says, just shut up. Americans can't sing football chants. <laughs> Man, what's with, all, what's with all the American hate? It's hilarious. I bet you. I bet you that, let's see, Jesse Phillips, not funny because it's American people talking, and then Dan96.B, just shut up, Americans can't sing football chants. I wouldn't be surprised if both of them were American, especially Jesse Phillips, because uh, America has this weird thing how we crap all over ourselves for some strange reason. Like, I don't know, the middle of America is allowed to be patriotic, the outskirts of America, like New York, California... If you're patriotic, you're just automatically considered a racist for some strange reason. <laughs> Although they consider everybody racist these days, right? You can't open your mouth without sounding racist. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we get a lot of American hate by our own people. But, yeah, I'd be very curious as to where they are from. And I'm also very fascinated by how other countries uh, look at Americans. And I find that... Like when Andrew, when me, Marius, and Andrew went to Liverpool, I found to be I found everyone to be very welcoming of us. You know, um, obviously, I don't know. I think it's just the few comments you see online. You know, I don't think it's the majority. I think the majority of, let's say, England, they actually like Americans. I think, at least that was my personal experience. Maybe tons of maybe tons of them hate us. I have no idea. But uh, yeah, it's kind of weird to just hate a whole country. <laughs> Because, you know what? There's idiots in every country. There's idiots, there's fat people, there's, uh, there's left-wing, there's right-wing, there's every, everything. Every country has idiots, is what I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say, really. So those were some pretty funny comments that, uh, that made me laugh. So keep them coming. <laughs> I mean, hey, I want some good ones, too, but some negative ones, that's completely fine. Because guess what? If you get negative comments and good comments, that means you're doing something right. If you're getting all good comments, you're not doing something right, right? You got to get some hate. Got to get some hate. That's what I always say. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's get right into my poem here. My poem. And my poem today is about Trent Alexander Arnold. And here it goes. I love young Trent for his vision. Whipping in crosses, it's his religion. Happy with Chelsea's frustration over Trent's new celebration which somewhat reminds me of a pigeon. And that is what we call a limerick. I'm going to go one more time for you, a limerick. This is about Trent and his new celebration. I love young Trent for his vision. Whipping in crosses, it's his religion. Happy with Chelsea's frustration over Trent's new celebration, which somewhat reminds me of a pigeon. <laughs> That's that new Volta, whatever, celebration that we, we've learned. It's from FIFA 20, whatever. Some celebration from a game, I guess. I don't know. But I said it looked like a pigeon, and that made us laugh. So, hey, I put it into a poem. All right, let's get right into my top three. How far are we in? 20, oh, look at that. 29 minutes in. Not bad, right? Not bad by myself without Andrew yapping his mouth next to me. Shall we talk about Andrew a little bit? How much of a freaking idiot he is? I'm only kidding. I love the kid to death. I love the kid to death. I hope, I hope he gets better soon, and he will. He's normally he's he's Andrew's very resilient, just like Liverpool's defense. <laughs> oh, I almost forgot a shout out. Oh, I got a shout out. Um, 
the uh, the scouser we met at Carragher's, Chris. Chris, I hope you had a good time in New York City, and I hope you guys had a safe trip home, and I hope to see you next year. You're going to make a trip next year? If you do, make sure you hit us up. We'll, uh, we'll head to Carragher's for a game or something like that. That would be cool. But uh, it was nice talking to you, nice chatting with you, and uh, maybe we'll see you again. Okay, let's see. All right, my top three, worst three. So my, I'm going to go with a top three today. My top three bars to watch a Liverpool game. Top three bars to watch a Liverpool game. And my Woodford Reserve is out. And I'm going to take a little bit of the Talisker. Talisker Distiller's Edition. A nice whiskey. Smoky whiskey. But it's nice. If you like smoky whiskeys. Okay. Top three. Top three bars to watch a Liverpool game. Um, I'm going to go with my third choice, and that's going to be the 11th Street Bar in New York City. So if we have any people who listen that go to the 11th Street Bar, you all know what I'm talking about. It's a really cool, it's very small, I think it holds like 100, over 100 people, I believe, maybe 150, 130, somewhere in that, in that range. Uh, it's a small bar. It is the it's the bar of the official New York City Liverpool club, the official club. So they obviously have a lot of patrons because of that. And it's a really fun bar to go to. Uh, you know, um, we always have good times when we go there. It's typically not as uh, I mean, again, I've only been I've been to the 11th Street Bar maybe three or four times. And I've been to the other bars I'm going to mention in a second a couple times as well. And so far in my experience, the overall, if you're looking for crazy chanting atmosphere, you maybe check out one of the other bars. The 11th Street Bar is great. There normally is a great atmosphere, but it's just a little more subdued. Uh, But again, I'm not not knocking it all. It's a great place to go watch the game. I love it. I'll definitely be back. Uh, But the 11th Street Bar, that's my third choice. My second choice. My second choice is where... Andrew and I and Marius, we watched the Champions League final, and it the bar is called the Irish American. Also, it's also in New York City. It's downtown. I think it's like it's pretty close to the the New World Trade Center, um, or the Freedom Tower, whatever you call it. Um, but that place is a sister bar of Carragher's, and so you walk into the Irish American. You know they got a lot of Liverpool stuff up on the walls. But then you walk into the back. They call it the boot room. It's like kind of their second bar. And it's, it's all attached. And so we were in the boot room for the Champions League final. And that place is freaking awesome. Freaking awesome. Nice low ceiling. So the sound is just extra loud because of that. Uh, same with the 11th Street Bar. 11th Street Bars has nice low ceilings too. So that's, it's pretty loud in there. But the boot room. Oh my goodness. When um, I mean, I mean we've, mentioned it, we've mentioned it on this podcast before. But when, when Ricky... When Origi scored his uh, the goal winning, you know, this, not the goal winning, but the the second goal in the Champions League final, the noise in that place, I, I I can't, I still can't get over it. I still, I I first of all, I can't get over the Champions League final win. I still can't, I still, it's not even real to me. Still, I mean, I got a scarf up here in my studio that says Champions of Europe six times, but uh, it's still not real to me. I don't know, but that. So when he scored that goal, and, and even when Salah scored the penalty kick, um, the noise. I've never been in a bar that was that loud before. And when I say loud, I mean the second the ball went in the net, it was just ringing, ringing in my ears. I actually couldn't hear anything. It was just this, it, it was so loud, it, it, everything turned into, into a hum. 
And it was, uh, oh my goodness, it was completely crazy. So I see, uh, that was actually that was actually my only time at the boot room. Um, so I can see that place. And now it was for the Champions League final, but yeah, I see that place getting crazy. And then I, I met a couple of the regulars there, and they were cool dudes. I think that's where we met Antonio and his boys. And we met this other guy. I forget the other guy's name, but uh, man, he was really getting some chants going. And that's what we love to do. We love to chant. We love to be... We love to be in the mix, in the atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? We like it to be crazy. <laughs> hey, I'll chant even if no one's in the bar, just like we did at uh, at uh, Carragher's this past weekend for the Sheffield United game. There maybe was four of us chanting, <laughs> making fools of ourselves, but it was a good time. And finally, my number, the number one place I like to watch a Liverpool game is Carragher's in New York City. It's on, is it 39th Street or it's in the 40s? I, I forget. But um, that place, oh. Now that place has got high ceilings, but it gets freaking loud. And it's uh, it's awesome. It's, it's kind of two bars that are right next to each other. So, you know, for a big game, both sides will be open. I mean, most of the time, both sides are open. But the one time we went, they actually closed the side down. Um, but that was not for a game that was for that was right before the preseason game at Yankee Stadium. So, you know, there actually wasn't a game on the TV. They had a private event in the next room, so they closed that room down, shoved us all in one bar, which I prefer. I prefer to be shoved in a bar and be really close to everybody. <laughs> it's so it's hilarious. It's so funny because almost any other time in my life, I hate crowds. I hate them. Like if you, if you're going to make me stand on line somewhere for a ride, like at Six Flags or some amusement park, ugh, never in my life will I stand on line for something. For a Liverpool game, I'll do whatever I have to do. (laughs) Shove me in a room full of a bunch of sweaty dudes that are, we're just right on top of each other and man, I'm in my glory. I love that. (laughs) Shout out to Marius. Shout out to Marius who maybe doesn't like that but hey Marius that was a fun time you can't deny that so uh, yeah those are my top three bars to watch a Liverpool game and that puts me at 36 minutes hey I'll take it man I'll take it talking to myself for 36 minutes in my own garage I'll take it (laughs) oh yeah so hey 1-0 against Sheffield friggin awesome we looked at Salzburg this Wednesday uh, really, man, we gotta, we gotta win that game. Lost to Napoli, we really, this is, uh, I mean, I guess it's not a must win. There's plenty more group stage games to play, but, uh, still, I don't know. Um, we need to, we need to pull together and, uh, and get a win. I wonder who, who we're gonna see play against that game. I mean, who we're gonna play, you know, which, which players in our team we're gonna play. I wonder if we're gonna see an appearance from Keita, I don't know. Uh, it's, 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 uh, I'm curious. I'm curious. I don't think we're going to see Allison. I think they're going to keep resting him because, Hey, credit to Adrian. He's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. He made that easy save against Sheffield. Uh, the, the, you know, the save that the, the player hit right at him. Um, and he's just really confident on his feet these days. He's really, he's really working into the side really well. And, and I tell you what, it's really cool because when Allison comes back from his injury, Excuse me. When he comes back from his injury, we're now going to have this keeper that we know we can rely on. So next time, if Allison gets injured again, 
or if we need to rest Allison for whatever reason, we know we got this keeper that has has a lot of experience with this side, you know? And hey, he made those mistakes in the beginning of the season. And I mean, it's still the beginning of the season, but I mean, early, early season, he made those mistakes that didn't cost us anything really. You know, we were never cost, we, we didn't lose any points in the Premier League. So fine. Any mistakes he made in the Premier League didn't lose any points. Great. He, we won the UEFA Super Cup. So awesome. He did a great job there. You know, so um, really, that's, it's really good stuff. Really, we're really setting up. We, uh, I mean, I don't want to jinx it. But we're setting up well to win this Premier League. I mean, I, it's so early. I know it's so friggin' early. But uh, I really hope we do it. We're going to win. I don't know. We might not win. We're going to do it. I'm not really sure. <laughs> but uh, oh, but we'll see. But uh, hey, that's it for me, guys. I hope you guys have a good uh, couple days until we play on Wednesday. And uh, enjoy your next couple days. And we will see you very soon. Thanks for listening. Hey, don't forget. Please like and subscribe on the platform you listen to. And leave us a rating or review. We'll definitely read it on the podcast. As you can see, we'll even read the bad ones. (laughs) Have a good one, guys.